This is Agent versus Linder. Let's get ready to rumble! Let the fight begin. If you're a top real estate agent, broker, lender, or coach, this is your podcast. This is Agent versus Linder. If it's about real estate or the lending industry, it's fair game. This is Agent versus Linder. And now the host, Ron Pippen. Hey, my friends, we are here. And today we have um, Ashley Reedy. So we have Ashley Reeder with us. She's from Title Guarantee, right? Yep, Title okay. Guarantee. I want to make sure <laughs> the wrong company. But we want to talk to Ashley because Ashley actually has a lot of experience in title. And as we talk, she says, title is kind of boring. I remember talking to her that. And you know what? Honestly, it probably really is kind of boring. But it's really, really important. And so we're going to talk about why title insurance when you're buying a house is really important. So let's first off. So first, welcome, Ashley. It's, Thank it's you. Awesome to have you here. So let's talk about what is title insurance? What is title insurance? So title insurance is basically an insurance policy protecting either the owner's rights or the lender's rights to a property. So there's two type of types of title insurance policies. There's an owner's policy, which protects the homeowner, and there's a loan policy, which protects the lender. Basically, they cover different things. The owner's policy covers has more coverage, and it coverages up to the purchase price of the home. It's going to protect the owner. So they're the ones that are going to be able to make a claim if if anybody comes back, if there's like a forgery on a deed and somebody's like, hey, you don't own this property. I own it. This was deeded over fraudulently. Like We're going to step in, cover all the attorney's fees and make it right so that you're not facing legal fees and all of that. So that's the owner's policy, right? That's the owner's policy. Yes. Okay. So let, let me make it clear. So the owner's policy is protecting you as the buyer. It's yes. not protecting the lender. Correct. Okay. So where where I'm have been really unclear is like I is is the is the owner's policy optional? They can opt out of that, can't they? It is optional. It is. Okay, it's but I'm going to in- that for me for a minute before you answer that question. Okay. okay. So the, it's an optional policy. Because I was always under the impression that like, if you got a lender's policy, like you're covered, but that's not the case, right? That's not the case. So a lender's policy only covers the lender. So they're the only ones that can make a claim to the policy. And a lender can only make a claim if there is like a prior lien or something that wasn't cleared off from a prior owner that's trying to foreclose. It's affecting their their first lien position, basically. So the owner's policy, so the lender's policy is only covering the lender. So if if the owner has an issue, it doesn't cover anything, but it only covers, they can only make a claim if somebody else is trying to foreclose on the property. So like, like they want to be first lien. Correct. Yep. And so if somebody else comes back and says, Hey, I had a prior lien and, and I haven't been paid, I want to foreclose, which leaves that first lender out of first position, right? Right. Yep. And so they would be in second position, which they, they may or may not get money if that, if that lien holds true. So that's what, that's what the, the insurance policy does is saying, Hey, look, we've checked. There's no more liens on this property and we're insuring that. If so, if somebody comes back and says in that case and says, Hey, I want to, I have a lien on that property. Right. You guys said no, that ensures 
that if that comes back for whatever reason and right. says, oh, that is a valid claim, yep. the insurance policy pays that off. Yep. The insurance policy kicks in and pays it off. All right. Cool. So I'm actually, but, I'm learning stuff here. Yeah. But it doesn't protect the buyer. So a, a homeowner's policy, which is typically paid for in 99% of real estate transactions. In fact, the states found it so important. They actually include it in the contract that the seller will pay for it. You have to write an addendum to write that out if you oh, don't want it. A lender's policy. or An, an owner's policy. policy. Yes. Oh, okay. A loan policy is going to be required by every single lender. Nobody, no lender is going to loan money and not have insurance that they're going to have the first right to foreclose because they don't, how foreclosure works, at least in the state of Utah, is it's by recording. So whoever has first lien position can wipe out all of the secondary liens. So if you're loaning, you know, $400,000, you're going to want to make sure that you're investment is protected. Yeah, right. And it's kind of the same thing for homeowners policy. I mean, this is the biggest investment people make in their whole life. Like I, and I would want it protected. So you know, I had that? one recently where, well, not recently, it's been a couple of years ago where we went to sell and there was a mechanics lien from the builder. They had bought the home from the builder. The contractor filed the lien. Gosh, it, the lien perfected. So they had done work the lien recorded after they bought the property, but it still should have been paid by the builder and it, it's a title claim. So the title company they went back to had to pay that off. They almost couldn't sell the property. So how did they record a lien after they bought the house? So the the first the the first mortgage puts a lien on the property to say, hey, mm -hmm. we're in this position. But then the yep. builder or the, the subcontractor or whoever it was yep. came back in and put a lien on the property after. Right. So that's a second position lien, right? It is, yep. Okay. But so, still, a lien that has but to because be they had a homeowner's policy, it covered it because you have mechanics liens protection in a homeowner's policy. So okay. the way the state works is contractors file notice that they're starting work on the property that they have six months to perfect a lien. So if they close within that six months, they can still record a lien even after the builder sold the property. So that's what happened here. And, you know, and thank heavens they had a policy, their title company, the title insurance company paid it and they were able to sell and didn't have to pay for that contractor. So even though somebody bought the house and there was a lien put on because the builder didn't pay somebody, Right. That's still their responsibility because it's a lien on their house. Even though it right. should have been paid by the builder, they're yep. responsible for it. Right. That really that can really suck. Yeah, absolutely. It well, also, I mean, also with in what people don't realize with title insurance is we're doing a lot of the work up front to make sure that there's nothing that comes back. So we're incurring a lot of cost up front to search the property and address any issues before you buy it. We're going to tell you all the easements that are recorded. We're going to make sure that any liens that we find are paid off. So we're doing a lot of the, the work ahead of time because nobody wants to notice that they're getting sued. So, right. I mean, so there's not a lot of title claims. I mean, they're rare. They really are because we really do our best to search everything and get everything straightened away. So it, it's a smooth transaction. There's never going to be any issues. But you do have insurance that if for some reason something's missed or something unforeseen comes up, it's you're covered. You don't have to, you know, incur all of these, you know, it could be tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially in 
and costs and attorney's fees and everything to fight that. So that's, so to me, that's why you want an owner's policy is because yes, probably the chances of using that aren't really high. Right. Same thing with like earthquake insurance or flood right. insurance. It's just like the chances of using an earthquake insurance is not really high, but it can be devastating if you have an earthquake right. and you don't have earthquake insurance. Same thing with exactly. this. So you have a mechanics lien for 20, 30, 40, $50,000 or who yeah. knows where that you didn't know was there and all of a sudden you're responsible to pay this lien. It's just like that can, that can be devastating when you're going to sell a house and you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to sell this house. I'm going to go get another house and I'm going to take my equity out. All of a sudden they take 50 grand out of your pocket. It's just like all that changes the entire scope of what you're. Yeah. I mean, that can devastate a family. I mean, that's what people work for and how they, you know, build retirement and assets and, and all of that. So I know like for me and granted, I know I work for a title company, but I would never purchase a property that I wasn't getting an owner's policy on. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like I've done some loans that didn't have an owner's policy and yeah. I didn't, I did not until now, I did <laughs> not understand the difference. And really? it wasn't like, I, I, I wasn't, it was, I know and I've been in this business for 25 years. <laughs> just like, you know, um, Title insurance is just one of those things like you just go, what is title insurance? Right. It's just like, I really didn't understand it. And so I'm showing my, I'm showing my naivety. Here. <laughs> okay. It's like, I don't pretend to know everything, but it's, um, no, it's but one I have, of those things that's hard to understand. To not get it. Yeah, it totally is. But yeah. I'm really glad that we talked because yeah. this makes a huge difference. We just didn't understand the difference between the lender's policy, what it covered, and the owner's policy and what I've covered. And it's like, man, I, I will never, right. I, will, I will make sure somebody makes sure that they have a, an owner's policy because it's, it's really important. I, I oh, just absolutely. thought that the lender's policy, if there was another lien or something like that, that mm-hmm. the lender's policy or that, sorry, yeah, the lender's policy was going to go remove it, but that's not the case. No. Well, and the lender's policy, the coverage goes down as you pay the loan down. It's only for the amount that you owe on the loan. So an owner's policy is going to be for what you what the home value is, what you purchased it for. So they'll pay up to that for as long as you own the home or your heirs own the home. I mean, it, it, trans, it, it transfers even down to your heirs. So you don't have to purchase wow. it every year. It's just when you when you purchase the property, it's not like a regular insurance policy that you're paying annually. Like it's it's a one-time deal and you're, you're insured for as long as you own the home. Ah, I see. Okay, this has been, I'm actually glad I had you on here, Ashley, because like <laughs> I'm totally learning stuff here, so. Do you have anything else? Is there any other examples that you know of or? Well, I've had, I, this hasn't personally happened to me, but sometimes when you have deaths in the family and you have, you know, a property has to go through probate, if they don't find all of the heirs to a property, you know, one of those heirs can come back and say, no, this is, this is my property. Like I have a right to this and who's to say, and there's nothing in the records that like that we would know. And so, you know, so you have legal counsel that's going to go in and and fight that and defend your right to that. You know, they're going to take care of that for you. You're not on your own with that. So you just, it's, it's more peace of mind that you purchase this property, it's yours. You know, nobody's going to be able to to come in and take it from you or, you know, say you owe me this much because I have a right to it. The other thing that's cool about it is 
if you have like a neighbor's shed encroaching on your property, if it's over the property line and the city comes in and makes you tear it down, or if you're encroaching on the neighbors, you know, you have title insurance for that, even after the fact that, you know, you can file a claim and, you know, we'll, we'll compensate whatever that costs to move that. Cool. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. This has been really enlightening for me. And <laughs> I hope it's been enlightening for other people as well. But it's really good to know sometimes, uh, you know, you're in an industry for a long time and there's so many, you know, outlying parts there are. of the moving pieces that you just don't know all of the intricacies. You know, right. I know the loan part really, really well. And mm-hmm. we just order title insurance. It's like, you take care of the title insurance. We'll do it all. You know, right. you go do the right, appraisal. Right. You go do the inspection. You do the title. We'll do the loan. Right. But it's all part of the loan process, you know? It is. So, absolutely. Well, the, the interesting thing is, and you don't deal with the, the homeowner side, you deal with the loan, the loan policy side, which yeah. is required. But even when people are, are paying cash for a home and there's no loan policy because there's no loan, I can't do a, a deal in the state of Utah if there's not a title insurance policy, which sometimes people have heartburn about. They want to come in and just have us file paperwork, but the state will not allow us to do that. If, if people don't want to buy title insurance at all in that scenario, they don't want a homeowner's policy, there's no loan policy, you know, they have to go through an attorney. They, they cannot use uh, a title company. I didn't know that either. Yep. That's so there has to be, the state looks at that like we're practicing law and, uh, and obviously we're not attorneys, so we're not allowed to do that. Although you have attorneys on staff. Yes. But they, yes. But they aren't going to come in and do the loan paperwork because that's not what they No, do. no. Or sorry, the title. Yeah, the documents yeah. are not going Right. Okay, cool. So, this has been really good. Yeah. The other thing that I just wanted to, to talk about because it's happened a lot this year is just vesting issues. Like just have, I don't think people understand that if they're on title with their spouse, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're in title as joint tenants. If they're so, just the, the so before two names. you go there, you're starting to talk about joint tenants and tenants in common investing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what that means. What is vesting? Um, because a lot of people won't know what that means. Okay. Um, so vesting means how your names read on on title with with the county. How legally your names are are on there. So a lot of people come in and they think it's like a car. So it's like you know Joe and Sally, and it can be interchangeable, but that's not how it works with real estate. It's If it's Joe and Sally, the state considers them tenants in common. It has to have the verbiage as joint tenants. It okay, so tenants in common, so let's let's make sure that we understand what the difference between. Okay, tenants so tenants in common, in common means, in common. go ahead. So tenants in common means, you know, you own 50% of it, I own 50% of it. If I were to pass away, my 50% is going to go to my heirs and my heirs will have to file a probate with the court and then decide how it goes, how my property is distributed from there. Okay. Joint tenancy gives you rights of survivorship. So like I'm on title to art my house with my husband as joint tenancy. So if I pass away, the house can automatically be transferred to him. He doesn't have to hire an attorney and, you know, have a court appoint him my heir. Like it's already set up that way. Where- yeah, so the way, the way that I always, whether I'm explaining this right or not, <laughs> the way that I explain it is like if my wife and I, if we're joint tenants, 
then I own the house 100% and she owns the house 100%. So that yes. if something happens to either one of us, like, so if I go and get hit by a bus, my wife yeah. still owns the house right. 100%. So we, right. there's no issue. She just owns the house. Right. Whereas with tenants in common, I own 50%, she owns 50%. I get hit by a bus, she only owns half the house. Now they have Correct. to figure out, does she own the rest of the house? Does my do, do right. kids own half of the house? Like who owns right. the rest of the house? So it could get really messy. So yeah. normally in the state of Utah, correct me if I'm wrong, normally in the state of Utah, it's joint tenants, just because we are not a um, community property state. Right. Whereas with a community property state, oftentimes it's tenants in common. Unless unless somebody um, in, in the state, like most of the time it's joint tenants, unless somebody said, no, I don't want it that way. I want the best thing to say tenants in common. Well, right? no. Um, okay. State, it has to say with the state of Utah, either husband and wife, or joint tenancy. Otherwise, it's automatically tenants in common. Oh, yeah. So you, ha you have to specify that. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. I, I mean, and it has to have that exact verbiage. I just had one, gosh, a couple of weeks ago. And, and thank goodness the county did let this pass because I the worst thing for me to do is to pull a title report and tell somebody they have to go through probate court. But I had one just a couple of weeks ago that they were entitled as a married couple and the county wanted it to go through probate because they said that wasn't the same thing as what the statute says is husband and wife. Uh, they let it go through because I argued and <laughs> fought, but, um, you, that's why they should, <laughs> right. But from now on, like, I'm going to make sure it says that anybody I put into title, because like, that is like, I couldn't even imagine telling this lady that, I mean, she just lost her husband to COVID. Like I couldn't imagine telling her that she now has to go find an attorney, go through all of that, the legal fees and plus the, the time and all that lose her cell just to have the same result. So it's super important. And I don't think people realize, realize that. Yeah. So, and the other thing I've noticed Gosh, just lately, my own mother had this. So people are doing really good and they're having a trust, like trust set up for their family trusts. And a lot of attorneys aren't, they're, they're giving people the deed to put it in the trust, but it's not being recorded. So it, their property is not in the trust. So they pass away and same thing, it has to go through probate, but they think it's in the trust, but it, because it's not, it was never recorded. So that has to be recorded into, into the trust with the county. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, and a lot of attorneys aren't doing that. And I don't think people, they think it just is done because they don't understand how it works. I mean, like I said, my own mom, I'm like, mom, I've had a trust for like 10 years. How is it not in, how's your house not in it? <laughs> <laughs> So I've, I've heard that too, is like a lot of people will set up trusts and then they don't fund the trust. And right. That means when you fund the trust, it's just right. like, you got to put, you got to put your assets in the trust name. Otherwise mm -hmm. it's just like you have this, this document that does you no good. Right. Exactly. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, just cause you want it there, it has to be, it has to be physically recorded. So the trust owns the property with the County. Well, well thanks, Ron. Yeah, this has been getting so if somebody needs to get hold of you, you know, if they say say Ashley's cool. Like and, and okay. by the way, she is. Ashley is cool. So <laughs> if they want to get hold of you, what is the best way for them to reach you? So you can you can call my office. I'm in South Ogden. My phone number here is 801-528-4392. 
I've got an awesome team. Or my email is just Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E at utahtitle.com. And I know you're in South Guarantee, so. (laughs) And I know that you are in South Ogden, but that does not mean that you can't do the work for some of the other counties. I can close anywhere in the state of Utah. I can do the title work for it. Okay, cool. So well, thanks, Ashley. This has been good having you here. I, I've actually learned quite a bit. So good. I'm glad you were on here. Good. Bye. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Thanks. All right. And if, you, and if you guys need to get hold of me or my team, just call me at 801-628-7667. Love to help you out. And uh, thanks, Ashley. And we'll catch you thanks, next Tom. time. Okay. All right. We'll see, see you. Later. Bye. You've been listening to Agent versus Linder. We put it all out on the table. As you can clearly tell, but that's what makes us unique. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Facebook at Pippin Team or Ron Pippin on Instagram at Ron Pippin 9002. If you have questions or comments, email Ron at thepippinteam.com. This is Agent versus Linder signing off. <laughs>